So, uh, Alex, in uh, in honor of one of the longest feeling movies I've seen in a long time, mm. why don't we do a shorter episode this week? All right. You know, that'll be that'll be our, our excuse for not watching anything. It'll be meta. It'll Ooh. be real meta. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, this week uh, in honor of It Chapter 2. Bored and Annoyed has their shortest episode. Yeah, well, we'll see. We're going to try to break the record. <laughs> um, that does not include B&A Reviews episodes. People. Yeah, there's so, an asterisk. Uh, but, yeah, yeah we're going to have a short episode this week. Um, you know, let us know what you think of these movies as we talk about them, by mm. the way. Uh, that's important. We want to read your thoughts on the uh, on the show. So, um, yeah, anyways, uh, Alex, are, you got any news this week? Or Well, I think before we get into news, we should do the old football report yeah so i actually went to arizona yeah um, you did and the lions just looked great and then they, they didn't lioned they lioned all over the field <laughs> they lioned all over the place and they ended up tying the arizona cardinals 27 to 27 and i about puked one of the most disgusting ties i've seen in quite a while it was a disgusting tie yeah, yeah it was like it was a it was the clip-on yep. of nfl ties i you mean know. <laughs> As a Packers fan, and I don't like to take joy in other people's misery, but there is a part of me that just laughed. It's a good tie for the division, the rest of the division. Yeah. Well, I mean, you just look at it and you're like, what what's happening? Yeah. Like, no, they they have I every time I see it at one of these games that just is ridiculous. I say, OK, now I've seen it all. <laughs> And they keep surprising me. <laughs> They're like the room of football yes, teams. Yes, they are. Right. New ways to disappoint you. Yep. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, that I should mean, be their banner. I mean, I'm thinking it's time for them to be up uh, with one second left, uh, you know, and give up. Maybe maybe the Chargers hit a 72-yard field goal. <laughs> I mean that like something like right. that, yeah, yeah. or you know, Stafford just decides to hand the ball to the other team, like a <laughs> gift. Just, here you go, Joey Bosa or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I'm expecting some madness right this weekend. Uh, but yeah, it's exciting. Football's back. The Packers opened the season in a very ugly game. Yes, that, yeah, was... that wasn't a very good look for the the league for that no. to be the big kickoff game. I mean, especially when, you know, normally they do the the Super Bowl champs yes. open the week the, the and then the 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 fucking Patriots come out. Yep. Just shit all like they're like, "Hey, we're going to do it again this I year." Know. Dude, it's crazy. They <sighs> there's they're amazing. Well, and then like all of this Antonio Brown stuff, which Nuts. we don't even need to get right. into i would agree everybody's but, seen it but it's fucking crazy and they don't even need him no they don't need him at all like he can just go away <laughs> like football would be fine without him 33 to 3 they won their first game I think. yeah it's against the steelers against... it's not like the you know the steelers are like maybe they'll be bad this year who knows but they're consistently like a tough team yep you know well mike tomlin has a terrible record against the patriots He's got, I think he's got like three wins against him in his entire career. Yeah. I think he's like eight and three. I think the Lions three have eight. beaten the Patriots one time since Tom Brady's the quarterback, but we was only play him Castle? once every four years. That was last year. Was it? Okay. That, no, it was Tom Brady. We okay. Beat there, him was last the year, year. there was the year that I think it was Matt Castle yes. was in. And they still were pretty good, but they didn't were, make the playoffs. Yeah. I was pretty impressed with, with that one. Um, but yeah, the the Packers kind of stunk it up. Aaron Rodgers finally admitted, like, "Hey, I was off on quite a few throws." But their defense, even though the Bears did not look impressive no. on offense, their defense did look improved from last year. Well, that opens another question. It's like the teams don't look ready. No, to me, no. Like they took away two a days. None of the players play in the preseason. Like those two teams did not look ready to me. No. Well, I mean, it's it's the thing I feel like we deal with every single football season, which is you can't sacrifice your your starters in the preseason and take a chance on them getting injured. But offenses take time and practice to get into rhythm. Yeah. So it feels like. Unless you're Tom Brady and the Patriots, <laughs> this is every like week two and week three. So unless you're Tom Brady and the Patriots or the Lions in the fourth quarter, or <laughs> for the first three, quarters. the first three quarters. Yes. Yeah. That's when the real Jesus Lions come out Christ. is the last quarter fucking quarter or wide receiver and overtime catching a ball and not running out of bounds. He tries to yep. run. Mm hmm. 
like Danny Amendola, you're not that fast. You're like 65 years old. You think you're going to juke out these two fucking defenders and run for a touchdown? What are you doing? Good old Amendola. Yeah, he's looked good, though. I mean, he just he's it 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 alters their brain chemistry when they put the Lions uniform. Yeah, on, I know. I, think. I mean, he was pretty great on the Patriots. Yeah, he's solid. He yeah. was. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I personally, I'll admit to it as a Packer fan. I'm. I am nervous every time we play the Lions because you never know what you're going to get. Five and one the last three years against the Packers. So yeah. they got the Packers number. They right do. Now a little bit. They do. No one Dama can sue, though. That's true. So I'm happy about cool. that. He'll play tonight. He's on. Uh, we're recording on Thursday. He, I believe, is a Buccaneer now. Mm. Bringing you the most important and the most entertaining news that you will get all day is the movie news with a couple of rabble rousers, Jackson and Helmet the movie. It's bored and annoyed with the news. But yeah, we can we can do news now. News. We are a yeah, movie what do, podcast. What do we have? Uh, so let's see here. We got a shit ton of Joker news. Okay. So Joker receives the Golden Lion Award. All right. Uh, which is, I guess, basically every time a major Hollywood picture has won that. Sure. At TIFF, uh, they've gone on to be Oscar contenders. Really? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it'll go to like some movie from you know, China or whatever, and that doesn't do as well, you know, but yeah, when it's a Hollywood produced movie, usually it gets nominated for Oscars. Yeah. I wonder if this is going to buck that trend though. We'll We'll find out. Uh, Well, I mean, it's trending really well as far as box office tracking. Um, They're saying right around a hundred million opening weekend. Okay. So that could be huge. Yes. Um, Especially for an R rated movie, but then the last piece of news for this is that, and this is just as of today, uh, the uh, Rotten Tomato score has gone down to 78% after all of these rave reviews. But now there are a lot of people kind of coming out. We're just going to call this Pet cemetery Syndrome. Right. It's the same shit. I mean, we'll s- I, I don't know what to expect with this movie, but I'll tell you what I would like. Maybe people should just make up their mind before they see it. <laughs> yeah. Just make up your mind before you see it, and we can all just... Well, everybody's decided it's going to be the greatest movie ever. Or this the is worst one... adaptation ever. Yeah. well, I, I'm seeing that on comment boards I, uh, a lot now, too. I'm ignoring those people. Because they're comic I know nerds? That, well, they're, no, they're, it's not. I have no problem with the comic <laughs> book nerds, whatever. But I have a problem with the idea that it doesn't... It strays from the source material... So it can't be good. Where like, sure. okay, I like different interpretations of things. If sure. I don't like this movie, then whatever. But maybe the next one will be a better, you I, know. I will. Uh, my criteria for changing anything from source material is uh, the reasoning behind it and the outcome afterwards. If sure. you changed it to something that fits the medium that you're going into, makes sense. If you're changing something uh, to make it better in some way. That makes sense to me. But if you change it and it ends up being a word, like like you fundamentally misunderstood an aspect of the character or the story sure. and you ruined it, then you've made a, a, a bad change. Well, yeah. So uh, the the Joker, though, too, it's like, God, I got, I've got to. I'm no comic book nerd, but I've got to imagine there have been all sorts of different Jokers. I mean, just yes. in the movies alone, yep. like Jack Nicholson and fucking uh, Heath, Ledger. Heath Ledger are completely different characters. Than you know, Jared Leto. And Jared Leto, right. I yeah. mean, all three of them are all totally different the, characters. Yes. I mean, we've gotten they're they're so I mean, they've always been the same character, but there's always been different interpretations as to how manic, how crazy, how much of a joke. What their backstory is. is. I right. mean, in the Tim Burton one, the Joker killed Batman's parents. Yeah. You know, which is not the case in The Dark Knight. And his name is Jack Napier, yes. I think. Yes. Yeah. And that, and then the Dark Knight, he's this force of nature with and nobody no real, knows his name. It yeah. doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Exactly. And then Jared Leto is just the worst thing ever. I think he was great. He's just he's the worst. He's just such a good actor. Yeah, I love get him. excited for Morbius. Sony knows what they're doing. Everybody loves him. I, I Women love him. Oh yeah, maybe that's it. I don't think I've seen him do anything impressive in quite a while. 
I mean, Blade he was Runner good. 2049. He was pretty good in the AIDS Matthew McConaughey one. Yes. But I don't think he was great. I think he got he got the I'm putting on a wig and makeup and getting really skinny bonus points that kind of elevated him into right. that. You know what I'm saying? Like the the the, the Academy just right. goes they fucking love that nuts. That. Yeah. You, you changed your body? Oh, you really sacrificed it for this role. Yes. Which I look at it, I'm like, I feel like that's a terrible, I feel like that's a terrible standard we're setting as far as like the Academy goes. Because like, okay, I don't know how much your body can bounce back. You know, there's like something to be said about like, you gained a ton of weight, like uh, uh, Christian Bale Bale for Vice. What did that like do to his chin? Because that's that's where it's like you can notice age. You can notice like the double chin. Well, you know that's what I mean? crazy too because you say Vice and I was thinking the machinist. The machinist. Well, in the mean, opposite direction. Right. With the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's in. I mean, who knows? But maybe that's just his thing, though. I mean, he got like I guess too big for Batman. They wanted him to slim down, I guess, a little bit after he's like he knows how to he knows how to put on the weight. Yep. Or take it off, whatever. But yeah, uh, that's, pay me like fifteen million dollars for a role. I'll get in whatever shape they want me to get into. Absolutely, real fast. Hey, real there fast. you go, Hollywood. Free offer. You can get uh, right. half of bored and annoyed for fifteen. A cool fifteen <laughs> mil steal. Uh, yeah, um, but Sony, they do know what they're doing. They do, in fact, know what they're doing, uh, and they don't believe that they need Marvel. Yeah, Sony this executive, is happening, right? Sony executive said that, yeah, we're fine. We've learned all we need to learn, and I'm paraphrasing. And, um, you know, but it's a long life. Maybe, uh, maybe there will be someday. a reconciliation someday. But we're getting Venom Spider-Man. I mean. Rumored. I mean, I mean it has to, right? It's, it's 100% happening it's not even debatable are you gonna see it oh no 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 are you gonna see venom 2 no i'm i'm out you're done no i I don't even feel like bad like i'm not even mad about it anymore well what are we gonna do do i have to have like a guest reviewer yeah sure hey we can bring on a guest reviewer uh yeah i mean we can get spoiler steve he can come on for those episodes he can tell me (laughs) everything that i missed um i'll just sit in the corner and i'll say fucking shit the whole time. What if everyone comes out? It's ninety five percent. I don't care. I mean, that won't happen. But point is, is that I'm not giving them my money. Okay. The movie could be great. I'm just at this point. I'm just boycotting. Sony so you're a hundred percent in Disney's corner on this fight. This isn't a Disney not, issue no, at all. What I'm saying is that I don't think that Disney. Okay. Okay. Here's 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 here's. Or you the, just can't give up the Disney because the Disney is. Like, oh yeah, you it's the have crack. That. It's yeah, the crack. Exactly. I can't can't <laughs> drop it. Uh, I mean, that's part of it. But also, like Disney just has a way, and Marvel just has a way better track record. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to keep asking, peppering you with questions on this. So, what about Sony movies that aren't? marvel sony i mean i mean they they put out like fucking pixels they put out what fucking... about like jumanji 2 oh i'll see that okay yeah yeah i mean i will see a sony produced movie that looks good what about men in black international i mean i did skip that even though i like tessa thompson and chris hemsworth which was the only reason that they cast those two together was because they wanted people like me to say i loved ragnarok but i'm not an idiot i know when sony's gonna sony okay as much as I wanted to like that movie, okay. even though I so, haven't seen so it. So you've got a carve out for good looking Sony movies, yes. which they happen. Um, Rarely. But you have a, you're, but, but, but the Marvel Sony isn't in the carve out no matter what you hear Correct. about the movie. Correct. That's out. You won't because see Because you, you, you. What if you get to watch it for free after it's at home, home video? If somebody else pays for it. <laughs> I don't want what if to it's conj- on a Netflix. Hold on. Nope. It's on a monthly don't. subscription that you already have. You're not you're not paying. This is OK. This is a really tough one because I don't even. OK, I'll wait like two weeks and then I'll see it because I don't even want to contribute to the whole like something blows up on Netflix. Wow, you're really, you're I'm put- not I'm not giving them goddamn shit. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, Sorry, Tom. I love you. I love both the Toms. Well, speaking of uh, uh, stands. Oh, we taking a stand. We got got news of uh, 
That fucking segue. Oh, we got man, you guys. Of, you guys um, got to appreciate that. We got news of casting of Randall Flag, the other uh, uh, Skarsgård. Yep. Uh, what's his name? The, the other the, the true blood Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård is playing Randall Flag, uh, who is the villain in the Stand, and he is probably the coolest of the Stephen King villains. Um, he is also the man in black in the Dark Tower. Oh, he's but, fucking great. But now Amazon has the Dark Tower mm-hmm. and CBS All Access has the stand. So I don't think that this is, uh, you know. Wait, Amazon has the Dark is doing Tower? doing the Dark Tower series. Oh, shit. That's right. I forgot about that. So, yeah, they're doing the Dark Tower series. See, this is th- I look at this and I'm like, I I look at you and I say, oh, Poor Jackson, because you're like a Marvel fan back in the day when everything well, was split up between multiple studios. That's true. But it would have been. Yeah, it would be great if, you know, it. that's a, it's a double edged sword, though, because right. sometimes I wish I could see a Marvel movie. And I'm really excited for the Doctor Strange sequel, because I'm hoping that this is going to kind of be an example of that, that that isn't quite in the tone of Marvel movies that right. doesn't have all this other connected shit. Sure. And that's like gone now. Yeah. Pretty much, unless you go see the Sony Marvel movies, but they're starting their own messy pile of shit. Yeah. So, so and yeah. make no mistake, it will be messy. But would it be cool if all of the Stephen Steve- King oh, shit it would was be like the amazing? Shared, it would be incredible. It would yeah. be amazing. I keep on thinking about the idea of like Pennywise meeting the man in black. Right. And just, and, and the thing is, is like, because. Uh, Stephen King books are not structured in the same way that comics are in that there aren't as many or anywhere near as many crossovers. Right. So you might need to take some liberties to take full advantage of that and take it in new directions. But uh, but yeah, I I always think it would be a great idea. Yeah, but it won't not? happen. No, it's not happening. Maybe in like, you know what, though? Never said the Marvel Universe would happen. I just here never want to see a de-aged Kathy Bates like, <laughs> <and> <laughs> yelling at <laughs> yelling at someone yeah i don't want to see that mr man we're whatever really, she says we're really close to that actually it's yeah i mean i mean we're getting i'm assuming this is a total guess but i'm assuming in this shining sequel we're getting some sort of cgi version of one of the people ghosts or monsters or whatever from the shining i'm mm. assuming we're yeah, getting a probably. something probably hopefully it's not jack nicholson because that'll be disgusting but i did like well i'll save that for our review this week okay um got three pieces of news left uh a tomb raider sequel is happening how thank you I mean, that's all we really need I mean, to I'm say on this. I mean, I'm not mad about it. Like, I'd see it just because I didn't. The first one was so bland. It was. There were lots of missed opportunities. Right. With that but it movie. doesn't. I don't think that she's bad. Like, I don't think that that no, character Alicia is Vikander, inherently bad. No, Alicia Vikander was good. The writing was bad. Was Some of the boring. action was yeah, bad. Like the missing every shot when the bad guys. Are yes. Trying, yeah, it was. It was a kind of made stormtroopers look like fucking races and you somehow had walton goggins be boring and lame and not menacing and not funny and nothing he was i mean anyone could have played him same could be said about ant-man and wasp but i'll get off the marvel topic uh let's see uh eco oase is signed on to the snake eyes movie the gi joe spinoff as I think sword master or something staff master. I don't okay. know. Some sort of guy who's probably going to be a trainer of some kind or maybe an evil nemesis. I don't know. All right. I never saw the second G.I. Joe. The first one was terrible. The first one was god awful. Yes. I look at that and I'm like, how did Channing Tatum end up anywhere? Wasn't he the one in that? He was. It's it's like that movie was astonishingly bad. Yes, it was terrible. But I heard the sequel was actually better. But I don't need to. Doesn't it have like Bruce Willis? Isn't it one of those? Like, yeah, Bruce Willis and The Rock showed up. Yeah. Before The Rock became too good for those piles of shit and started doing different piles of shit. Right. Um, And then the last one, I think this is probably the biggest piece of news we have all week. Um, Jeremy Renner's app is shut down. 
Okay, so I just <laughs> heard about this app that like people are going crazy on yeah. this app. What the fuck is the deal now? People are just wha- wackos or? Yeah, so apparently it got infested with trolls. So like the idea was you could take money to buy stars to make yourself a higher rated user. And if you're higher rated and your comment is used enough or viewed enough, it could be seen by Jeremy Renner, which is more than likely just saying Jeremy Renner's social media team. And then you get to interact with Jeremy Renner. It's like a it's like a Facebook where it's like, if I'm cool enough, Jeremy Renner will see what I do, which is like, isn't that just what Twitter is? I don't like that. I think that makes me think less of Jeremy Renner. Well, apparently was he everybody, involved in this thing. Basically, I think it's one of those things where he just kind of like fronted some money. Somebody's like, hey, this is a decent investment. People are making money because like there have been like different versions of this app for different celebrities. And almost okay. all of them have had to s- shut theirs down. Because similar shit like this, like basically what was happening is people started impersonating him. So all you have to do on Facebook is like log in as Jeremy Renner. And then all of a sudden you'll show up as Jeremy Renner on the uh, on the app. And then apparently also like, you know, the the I guess like the right wing trolls, like the alt right people got, got in there, yeah, too. And sure. So I guess it's all it just became a, a shit show. Big so he, like, he shut it Shocking. down. Yeah. Shocking that a Jeremy Renner app where you purchase popularity (laughs) towards meeting Jeremy Renner online. That was the thing is like the first time I heard about the app was to hear that it's being shut down. Yeah, no, I just heard about this like two weeks ago. Yeah, it's insane. I I know there were like news stories about it and shit. It's insane. But that's the world we live in. That was the biggest news. Did you say the biggest? I would agree. That's big news. Sorry, all you Jeremy Renner fans. (laughs) All right. Yeah, that's all I got. So uh, topic then? Topic. Yeah. So we're talking long ass movies Mm. uh, because it chapter two was a long ass movie. Now, do we want to start this by discussing the movies in general or should we jump into it chapter two as the example for long shitty movies? Let's start with it chapter two. Yeah. So I was a big fan of it. The first one. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, Probably one of the best movies of 2017, I would say. Yeah, probably in the top 10. Yeah, and it came at that perfect time where everybody's getting into kind of this nostalgic 80s, like Stephen King-ish type. Like, uh, you know, you had uh, early 2010s was like Super 8, and then it built up to, and now we have like Stranger Things. Sure. So it kind of fit in that category. Um, It Chapter 2 is a bit of a train wreck. Am I, is it all bad? No. Uh, I think the cast is good, though I don't think the script really got everything out of them that it could have. Uh, the relationships felt a lot more hollow to me than the ones between the kids did. Um, the story just isn't as interesting with the adults and it tries to bounce back and forth between the kids and the adults to create some sort of thematic thing that's going on. And it's not really, doesn't really add to the movie. Right. Like, and the way that it's structured is messy too, because basically they all meet up first. You get the scenes where you, where they all get the phone call saying it's back. One character stayed behind and calls all the rest of them to tell them it's back. Uh, okay, then they all meet up at the Chinese place, and then they all have their own separate missions that they need to complete. And then, and these are all very like segmented. It's none very... of it feels organic. It's all very like structured in a way where you feel like each one of those segments is like a full length motion picture. Yeah, I would say I, I don't think I don't know if I disliked it less or more than you. It's a very disappointing movie, right? That's I left. The best. I left disappointed yeah. and feeling bored. Luckily, I was by myself, so I could just kind of hit the recliner on both sides, and I just kind of laid down for the last half of the movie. Um, yeah, it's kind of a snooze fest. Yes. Um, and, I mean, there are structural problems. There are problems with, yeah, you're right, the characters feel thinly veiled. We kind of rush into the movie, and then... It's like hurry up to go nowhere kind of feeling. There's a lot of going nowhere. There's a lot of shit that doesn't have payoffs to me. It's not scary. Like no. at all. It, one iota. No, I, think you could... I think there were a couple parts that 
were clever and scary, but we can get into those in spoilers. Um, I don't think CGI monsters are ever scary, though. No. That's one problem. Well, and then the other thing that's a little bit of a problem is, and this is maybe a topic for another time, but the powers of Pennywise are so vague. Yeah, I don't understand that, a lot of it. That right? that it's it's kind of like it was something that I pitched to you as like a topic for this week. Hard magic systems versus soft magic systems. Hard magic systems are things with clearly delineated rules. This spell can do this or this person can do this and this is their limitation. Soft magic systems are like Gandalf in in the Lord of the Rings. He kind of he can do this or he can shine a light or he can kind of do kind of do yeah. whatever the plot needs him to do. So it's kind of it's really vague. Yeah, but that doesn't work in horror as well. No, because, because everything feels like a cop out. Everything yes. feels you need really ex, like really good rules, and it's tough because then you need exposition, yeah. which needs to be creatively done. Yes, which is not easy. Yes, uh, this movie doesn't really try to do that. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of plot things in this movie that don't really have any real explanation for how they work. Or in a lot of the ways that they handle exposition is like somebody comes into a room, says something, and then everybody just talks about it. Right. Uh, there's way too much of that going on. It reminded me of like I was watching like a Netflix Marvel show. Okay. Yep. Totally. Like, don't do that. Yeah. So I would give this a, uh, ugh, I, I don't mean to be harsh, but I'm giving it a C minus. I was actually, that's exactly where yeah. I'm at is like, it's not good enough to be considered like completely passable there are too many mistakes made right and that's not you know uh and we'll get into spoilers here shortly but before that i would say um it fits a lot of the shit from the books in it it has a lot of uh, little nuggets in there from the source material but it's not given the proper context so you just did it just to do it yeah i I don't appreciate that um it see, the reason they dumb. did it is because they thought you would appreciate it. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I would rather see a lean, clean movie mm-hmm. that captures the essence. Sure. Uh, you know, we were talking about with Joker. Yes. It, like, I want you. You can change whatever the fuck you want so long as it's, you know, entertaining and captures the essence of the story. Sure. The sure. Themes of the story. Sure. Um, but yeah. Performance wise, uh, anybody thrill you, disappoint you? The only person that thrills me is Bill Skarsgård. Right. That's it. Right. I, a lot of people are saying Bill Hader was great in this. I liked I, him the most out of them. Well, they gave him the most to do. They did. Yeah. Like, well, I'm he so, had the most personality. Right. That's true, too. Uh, yeah. He has a little bit of an arc. Yeah. Uh, but none of them did I like better than the kid versions of them in the first movie. It's absolutely true. And I did not like the kid versions in this movie over the kid versions in the original. No, but well, yeah, because they're like painted with some sort of CGI They're the scariest brush. thing in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And they're, not only are they altered, but you're they feel like little nothing's fleshed out in the scenes with them. Yes. It's all just like, oh, let's go back and do this thing real quick. This is the part where we do this. And it's like. It felt like. I mean, I guess we should go into spoilers, right? Yeah, do it. It Fuck felt it. like at that point when we were doing the whole like everybody has to get their totem thing uh, or their sacrifice, whatever. It to me, it felt like we're just bullshit. Like it felt like bullshit. It felt like a bullshit excuse to separate everybody. And they try to like, kind of like, you know, like, what do they say? Uh, hang, hang a light lamp lamp shade on it. Right. By saying like, Oh, this is dumb. Statistically, we're much safer together, you know, but it's like, but then they say it. And then what's his name? Who stayed there the whole time. It's like, no, we got to It's gotta be alone. And it's like, it's so dumb, but even like showing up to these places, it felt like, we were just making something up for a scene like it didn't like in the first one. I got the picture like this was the whole story of like them being together. And then we're like, oh, no, when they like had that fight and then, you know, oh yeah, they, where they made up that whole thing. Yeah, there was separation there. And it's like it felt 
contrived to it me. It did feel very contrived, and I couldn't help but sit there and think, how much more interesting would this concept be if we had already seen all these flashbacks and we were watching the characters revisit these places and they can't remember them? Yes. Because I had no attachment to any of these things that had happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, yep. I... Yeah. Well, and it's structured in such a way that you're like, okay, well, I have, I don't feel any tension here because I know that all of these kids live through this. I know exactly what the filmmakers are doing. This is the 40 minute segment where we do this with each character. Yeah. So how many characters, which ones haven't we seen yet? Okay. So we've got an Eddie one coming yep. and we have a bill one coming yep. or whatever. I literally do- three in literally three. in. I was like, shit, how many? Oh, yeah, that's exactly. three. Okay. How many do we have left? Oh, that's fuck. stupid. Yeah. Like there had to have been a better way. I don't remember it being done. I don't remember. I've read this book. I don't remember them having to go get totems. I could be wrong, but it would have been so much better if they were just like arriving in town and going like, hey, I want to go see the church that I used to go to or the synagogue or whatever. Right. I want to go, you know, like I haven't been home in 27 years. I want to go see blah, blah, blah. And then it comes and fucks with them. Yeah. Like. I don't know the way it just because the totem thing, like the plot of the movie basically is that Mike Hanlon has been stayed in Derry. So he's the only one that remembers everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has discovered that there was this ancient uh, like uh, Native American like tribe that had fought it before yeah and they had some sort of a ritual the ritual of chud and somehow that involves all these different totems or whatever (laughs) you say it out loud like seriously it's very stephen Uh, king cocaine yeah the ritual of chud (laughs) but yeah no they this is uh, it's like a fraternity but they don't explain like what the ritual is really until the end right kind of well, it's it's very vague. It's the it's the whole soft magic problem. Sure, uh, it's so vague. It's like what do you? Wh- and then like he like oh you kept something from us. What what's his name? Jason, Mike, the one who stayed there. Mike, Mike, Mike. Yeah, everybody's uh, mad at Mike because yeah, yeah. he cut off part of like the thing, so he's, nobody could yeah, see. Scratch, scratch the off. fact that Pennywise ate all the the Indians or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I'm sitting here and I'm like. See, this kind of reveal, it like doesn't work because there were no rules established. So this isn't like right. really much of a twist. Right. Um, well, and then the ritual had nothing to do with beating him, really. Can we talk about like some of the messages that are problematic in this movie? Okay, go for it. I mean, I'm I'm all ears. I didn't one, notice one, many, but. Uh, one dude kills himself. Yes. And it's portrayed as a heroic act. That's new. That is not in the source material. It is. What no. happened to him? In the he source killed routine. himself, but it was because he was a chicken shit. And oh, it okay. wasn't like, oh, I'm. there was no letter. I'm a hero. I, I mean, if there was, I completely forgot about it. And I feel like that would be a pretty, pretty big thing to forget about. Right. Pretty it's, sure he didn't do that. It's kind of a weird angle to take on suicide. He knew he was a pussy so that they'd be better off without him. Was that what he wrote, basically? Yeah. Basically. Wasn't it? Yeah, basically. That's, How much more interesting is it that he was just a coward and he killed himself? That's way more interesting. Yeah. If that's it, in well, my and opinion. Then, and then people have to deal with it and it doesn't become this like noble thing that some right, guy did. Exactly. Because if people yeah. are suicidal, I think the last thing you want to show them is a movie where suicide is portrayed as like a heroic act. 13 reasons why. Yeah. Isn't that why I that think caught that's, all I that think, shit? Yeah, I think so. And then the other thing that I was thinking is problematic is and I don't know exactly how this happens in the book. So you got two aspects here. Okay. They beat Pennywise by bullying him, bullying him one, which is, I think, exactly the way they beat him in the first one. Yes. But and I get the idea is like we're getting over your fears or whatever, but it still is literally a bunch of people yelling and calling another person names. Yeah, but he's a bully. So fuck it. Bully the bully. Bully the bully. Yeah. For it. Fuck him. He's that murdering whole, children, that whole, Alex. That, that whole Jesus turned the other I'm cheek not, thing. No, I'm not because he's a he's a fucking evil alien you're monster. Not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> but it was a little. They had him be a little. It was a little sad for him. It was. I mean, I mean, he really deflated. Not since literally like, and figuratively. Not not since like uh, Thanos was all seal SWAT teamed up in Avengers Endgame. Have I felt so bad for a villain? I mean, he was pretty rough. He got it, was, it good. He, but the problem. So. 
So, yeah, they did the Freddy Krueger thing, which in the first movie, Nancy basically turns her back on Freddy. And that's how she beats him by basically telling him, hey, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. You know, give me everything, you know. And uh, in this one, they kind of do that. But you're right. They beat his ass in the first one. The only difference is this time they put him in like a leather pouch thing at the end. I think. I set him on fire or something. something? I don't even. Right. That's indicative of the movie. Yeah. I don't even remember how it ends. There's a couple things I liked that they add, or one thing in particular that I liked that they added. What was I that? I liked the Richie being gay thing, which was, was not the case. It wasn't in the case the in the book? No, not that, that was I a, remember. That but. was an interesting. I was like, wow, this is like a really kind of pro gay movie. And it wasn't done in like that ham fisted, right over the face with it, but everybody got it. Yep. And it was probably more powerful than a lot of shit I've seen that's done a lot more ham fisted. Right. You know what I mean? It was probably my favorite angle of the entire movie, but Bill Hader outside of Pennywise was my favorite thing. Okay. So uh, I don't think that that is all too surprising. Now, my favorite two scary scenes of the movie, I sure. liked everything. And it's, this is another thing. That's a reason why I can't like highly recommend this movie is I like the thing they showed in trailers with Beverly visiting her old house mm-hmm. and the old lady. I liked all that stuff until until it turned into this old CGI monster woman. Yes. And ran out of the be- kitchen. And it was just like, that is a fucking cartoon character. It's not scary. I enjoyed the boom, 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 boom. The foot stomping sure. because like it was like, oh, fuck, what is this? But then the second that you see it, it's not scary. No. It's kind of funny floppy cgi cartoon tits flopping yeah. out on some old it made no sense it totally, too much cgi in general yes. in general yes i liked the scene with the little girl who goes under the bleachers at the football game one of my favorite scenes but also makes no sense when we consider that pennywise needs to scare people to be more effective. Yeah. Like he the feeds only thing, on fear. You know, it's funny because you mentioned this in our previous conversation about this. And the only thing I could think of is that like part of the fear he drives into the community is he has to kill some kids just to get the word out there that there's kids missing or mm, something. Okay. That's the only thing I could think of. Okay. I feel like it's kind of weak. I mean, unless, and I thought about this after I brought it up to you the other day, which is maybe the fear that somebody gets when they go from not being scared of him to be like having their head inside his mouth is like it, it's like a flavor shot, you know, in your fucking coffee. It's, it's vape flavor. Yeah. Vape flavoring, which will be banned <laughs> soon. Just like it will be banned soon. Yeah. yeah. But no, you're right. It's it's weird. There, I, I, I'm things I fucking I could not stand everything with Henry Bowers because that's an important character. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that they break him out of jail, one of his dead friends comes and picks him up at the nut house. It's not really explained if this person's real, if it's a figment of his imagination, if it is a figment of his imagination, is it is he really driving the car? Who's driving the car? Where do he get it the car? It can't be a figment of his imagination because what's his face saw him running to the car and getting into the passenger seat and driving away. OK. All right. So there's that. OK, then that's not a figment of the imagination. Fine. Um, it's just a very silly what thing. purpose does Pennywise have for him? Why is Pennywise doing scare this? scare them? But he can do that. I know. I don't see like in the in the uh, in the in the book, it was like he he didn't he wasn't quite powerful enough to deal with them on his own. So he broke out Henry Bowers. Henry Bowers incapacitated one of the characters so bad that they couldn't go into the sewers with them. So basically the concept was the more that you can take out of these guys. Right. The weaker they'll be when they come down to try and face me. I didn't feel that at all in this. It just seemed like a dumb little segue, like it, side side plot. It felt like something like the Joker would do. Like, I'm just trying to cause chaos, you it's know, so badly done. And the character wasn't fun. The Henry, the old Henry Bowers sucked. Yeah, he was really bad. It just sucked. It was really funny. It was really, really funny when the uh, when when the dead body, when the zombie came out. And like, you know, ran out from under the bed. 
Like it wasn't scary at all. No. Like every scare in this is either not scary or borderline funny. Right. Which is another thing. Like the the creepiest shit is all the shit that happens before the big jump scare happens. Like when he's, I thought he was pretty creepy when he's under the bleachers, like all sad, like, oh, everybody likes me. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was great. Or uh, I liked the one where he was in the hallway and Beverly's in the hall. And he's like, where are you going? Yeah. You know? Yes. And, oh, when he's painting his face. Yes. Oh, that was yeah. My that favorite. was great. And that was great. But that's the thing is like, he's the best thing about the movie and he's used so sparingly, which is, which is like, it's like that double edged sword of like, you want him more in the movie, but would more of him well, devalue what we got? Well, no, there, I mean, he's the only interesting part of the movie. The reason we want more of him in the movie is because they didn't do enough with the awesome cast that's and true. the characters that they had to make you give a fuck about any of the scenes that they were in. That's true. I mean, it was just a problem. Like they didn't really go deeply into any of these people's real relationships. Yeah. They had a little brief segment at the beginning, this section of the movie where they show you where they're coming from, Yeah. but they don't like go into that at all. There should be more shit about Beverly dating like a abusive. Yeah. Hu- you know what I mean? Like it was being a, married it was to a, an abusive husband. It was a one scene thing that even though you know that there are relationships like that. Sure. When you portray it in one scene, it comes off uh, almost fake, almost cartoonish. Well, you did so little with that concept that she ended up marrying her father, so to speak, that right. there are going to be people that see this that don't even think about that. Yes. Honestly. I hadn't seen the original since I saw it in theaters. Okay. And I had forgotten about it until that scene later on in the movie with her father. Right. No, so that's, yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. I mean, you've got the scene, like the whole Eddie Kasprak being a, um, a, uh, what do you call it when you're, you think you're sick all the time? Hypochondriac. Yeah. Um, they don't really do enough with that. One thing they changed, uh, is that at the end of the movie, like one of the things Eddie has is, uh, he has a, um, an inhaler and it's not real medicine. It's just like some water flavored like medicine. It's a yeah. placebo. His mother turned him into this fucking hypochondriac, ended up marrying his mother. Yeah. You know, there's like that constant theme of them like not being able to escape any of the traumatic things from their past life that's what this movie should be about and then at the end of the movie he uses the placebo uh or at the end of the book he uses the placebo thing yeah um to spray pennywise oh really yeah because he's saying as long as you believe it's real it's real. Instead, in this, he uses like a random javelin. Like, yeah, why? Because and then, Beverly and then needed to do also, something else. If I remember correctly, broke his or he got his arm bitten off and he broke his arm in the beginning when he was a kid. You know, what's really funny is that after watching it, chapter two, I kind of didn't know what this movie really should have been until you said that. I think it takes a book reader to see <laughs> like the potential in this because it really is just a really kind of boring paint by numbers yes. kind of it doesn't it doesn't take its time with the right things and it takes too much time with the shit that doesn't really matter yeah it's really surprising because it's from the same director as the first right yeah but the yeah. first one's so much easier though because mm. all he has to do is do the kid goonies thing right you know what i mean right uh it's it's a little tougher with adults and it's a little tougher trying to you they didn't show enough concern with building that bridge between when they were kids and when they were adults and why that's the important part of the story. I mean, the whole thing is about childhood trauma and how it affects you when you're an adult. And this movie wasn't that. It felt like a generic fucking scare fest right. with jump scares. There's a little bit of that, I guess. I mean, but that's not what the movie focuses on. Right. Right. I mean, I feel kind of bad in that, like, you know, talking about exposition in this, like Beverly can see the future and then they just kind of like spend a, like yeah, a scene talking about it. It was like done in a really terrible way. And it's really never really dealt with. It's it's basically the reason why nobody leaves. Is yeah. She's like, oh, we all die horrifically if we leave. And it's like, but you never use that in a creative manner. That was just a reason not to leave. And it sure. felt, it's like, why is this even here? Why can't the reason not to leave be that you care about your friends and your town? Mm. And, you know? Sure. 
Like, why I mean, something, something, something more human yes. would have made it feel more real. Yeah, they're, they're, the town is another problem because the whole thing is that like it, this whole like town kind of sweeps it under the rug and they're kind of the whole concept is that like they act like nothing strange is happening. But this movie's like the it, town is not a character at all. It feels this. like it's empty. Yes. Almost for the whole movie. It's really weird how it doesn't feel inhabited. But yeah, I we had talked a little bit about off air about the idea structurally the book is goes back in, right. in the past comes to the future whatever yeah no the whole book it is not split kids first half adults second half it is you're consistently going back and forth i could maybe i'm wrong i believe that the book starts the first chapter is the gay guy getting thrown off the bridge and killed that they nailed in the movie okay um why it's there in the movie isn't nailed uh, right. at all but but that's the first chapter of the book and then i believe the beginning of the book is mike making the calls to everyone to come back and then there's which makes so, more sense when you think about it structurally from a writing perspective all of a sudden you've got this mystery of why is mike everybody calling everybody sure. who is this fucking clown why what's with the, the town acting there are so many questions that are asked in that for those first two chapters that it carries the whole thing and then there's uh, there are questions i'm sure that like once you introduce somebody in the future and then you deal with that. You go, you're like, how do they end up like this? Why are they here? Right. What is wrong with them? You yeah. answer questions in that way. Structurally, it's much more sound. We were basically just saying before this, it should have been a TV series where it just did that. I hope someday it gets one. Because, um, yeah, that's the best way to do it. I mean, it's happening for the stand. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sad Pennywise is gone. That's my takeaway from now this. Now they're talking about a prequel, Pennywise prequel, which, yeah, I guess. I, I don't I, think that's a good call. But we didn't get the goddamn space turtle, and I wanted it. Yeah, we didn't get the space turtle. No. I wanted it. No, we didn't get the space turtle. That would have been a little too much, I think. Hey, we had, like, we had zombies driving cars in daylight. God. With no explanation. No explanation. Like, yeah. That's how the town's sweeping it under the rug. Everybody saw the zombie and just was just like. just didn't do anything. Yeah. Turned even, a blind eye. Even the miniseries, I hate to say it, got a lot, lot right that this did not. Because they focused on that. They focused on the inhaler shit. Um, but it's just bad. It's ter- it's worse, the miniseries is. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, but there's things they did better. Uh, mm. They still made the mistake that this one did with the whole first half is the kids thing. You right. Know. But I don't know. I I wish that this movie was better. I feel like the cast even kind of phoned it in. I don't know. Maybe that's wrong to say. Like, I don't think that um, they didn't have the material, but, but I, I don't think that Mr. Uh, Mr. Split. Uh, oh, I don't think James McAvoy. McAvoy. I don't think that he ever phones it in. No, but I don't. He's this isn't a memorable James McAvoy performance. No, he at had all. he had like two moments that I thought were pretty good. Like I like the moment in the mirror with room, the little kid, with sure. the little kid, because that's a character bit. He got to do something, and when he saw the kid for the first time in the in the or the no, oh, I like in the street he, in the street, he, and it was pretty good when he. Uh, came face to face with Georgie and had the whole like, oh, you, yeah, I, you know, was wasn't sick you that day. But I, yeah, I that was died. pretty good. Yeah. But but at that point, I'm just ticking, you know, I'm hitting the old watch saying, hey, uh, how much time you got left? Right. right. Yeah. But yeah, I guess is that it? That's I mean, it. For that talk movie. about long movies. Yeah. Let's talk about long movies. So this is, uh, you know, the example. It, chapter two is an example of a long movie that feels really fucking long. Um, there are other long movies that feel really long. There are some that I've really liked. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like Lawrence of Arabia really flies by. No, but it has an intriguing character. It has great music. It has beautiful cinematography. Right. Um, and it's got a structure in a way that, that you 
you enjoy the time, even sure. though it's yes. slow moving. While there's other movies that are long and don't feel long. Like I just watched, uh, we talked about uh, the Hateful, the Hateful Eight, Eight last yeah. week. And honest to God, man, like that flew by. I I, I really do like that movie. It, it does fly by. Uh, I feel like uh, speaking of this year, Endgame really flew by. And I know you don't fully agree with me, but uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood really, for me, flew by. Flew by. Um, Certainly didn't feel as long as this. And they're both three-hour movies. Right. As long as it chapter two. So the question becomes, what makes a movie feel long? Like, what are the missteps? So my thought, when we were, I was thinking about this when we decided we were going to talk about this. Because my example is The Hateful Eight, because that's the fresh one that went by really fast. And that one is one where you are engaged, almost like playing a game with the movie. Yes. You're trying to figure things out. You're hanging on to every word because there might be some sort of like a clue as to who the fucking villain is or whatever. Who's yeah. the one. So engaging your audience, I feel like, is really important. Yeah. Um, as far as like making them feel like they have like a puzzle to solve, I think. Uh, there's also movies that just have great fucking performances that are long, that are great. But even then, like I think about like uh, Hereditary is a long movie. Sure. And I didn't necessarily think it was that long because you have yes you have uh tony collette's character in the movie it didn't feel long as it didn't long feel as it was because uh you're enjoying her performance but the thing is i think it's not just that it's an enjoyable performance you have to kind of almost break it down scene by scene sure each scene you're learning new things about the character so even right. you're not it's not just i enjoy the character so i'm spending time with them they're interacting with the plot in a way and that you're learning about them. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing about like, you're talking about like, make them feel like they have a puzzle to solve. It's almost sure. like the character is kind of like the puzzle and they lead you down hallways that you didn't see coming. Hereditary is certainly a let's piece this together as we go and yeah. figure out what's going on yeah. type movie. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to like, you know, there's movies. It's it's long movies are weird because there are some that feel long that I really like. Like, I think Schindler's List feels pretty fucking long. Saving Private Ryan feels long. Yeah. Uh, the Godfather Part Two feels long. I would say both of the actually, I would say uh, the Return of the King feels long. OK. Um, I think the thing that God, those in general, though, don't feel as long as they are either. I think in I general, they don't No. Um. Uh, upon the rewatches, I found the third one harder to get. Uh, well, and I also own the extended cut, yeah. so I've got an extra 15, so 20 minutes. Right. And in the first one, you have like an extra hour, I feel like. I love the first one extended cut, because, but I just love that first movie. But anyways, I think part of it is also, I was thinking about why do the Lord of the Rings sequels kind of feel longer? And I think it's because it's also based on structure in that in the first one you had, you started out in the Shire with the bright and the happy and the fun. And this is a little bit more close to what we deal with on a daily basis. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, we don't live in the Shire, but people's lives are not as dour. It's not a utopia. The, yeah, but they're not, a, yeah. So I think part of it is like the journey of like going from home to despair to to you know maybe a hopefulness at the end of fellowship that helps that movie structurally because the emotional arc is kind of like one that you like to go on whereas in the the latter half you end up in despair 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 little bit of hope at the end of uh uh, uh what's the second two towers two towers yeah little bit of hope with the those were the stories it's that the really best, stuck with you my favorite part Always makes me tear up. Love it. Always get made fun of for I it. I do love it. It's a great monologue. Yes. It's maybe the happiest moment in the whole movie. It's still bittersweet, but it's it's Here not. <laughs> Frodo wouldn't have gotten very far Sam's without Sam. Sam's the best. I want to hear more about Samwise the Brave. <laughs> Anyways, um, <coughs> oh, you just made me laugh. I coughed or made me cough. That's uh, all that vaping. You know, yeah, that it's the flavors. But I do think that the emotional journey that the audience goes on will dictate how long a movie feels. If you keep people in despair for too long, people have a hard time with that, I think. Well, and like 
Another thing I was thinking, because this is, I mean, like I said, I'm just going to keep going back to these two examples. It chapter two is structured in such a way where as soon as one like section, calling it sections of the movie starts, you know exactly what's happening and you're just like, get it over with. And it makes it feel longer. Like, I don't even need to see these scenes. Okay, you're going to go. Each character is going to go back to a place where they were scared before to get a totem. And every time. They're going to run. run. So you're going to see the memory of, of when they were a kid, and then you're going to see them encounter it. Yes. Rinse and repeat six times. Yes. That felt long. That's another one of those ones where we think about audience engagement, also audience expectation. You, We as a film-going society are way more educated than we were in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. People expect more out of movies now. Right. You can't do that. That's a 30, 40 minute section of your movie that you know exactly how it goes. Right. And also, sorry, but that's the exact ending too. Like there was something, I I was watching somebody talk about Endgame and they were talking about the reason that you feel like people could die at the end is because people have gone through their arcs at that point. That's true, yeah. And when people have gone through their arcs, all of a sudden you realize as a viewer, people are smart enough to realize like, oh, they've gotten over X, they've gotten over Y, where do they have to go except to retire or die? And if that's where you have all of your characters in it, you would have actually had tension. Like the second that what's his name, like throws the spear and he's like, I did it. I did it. And he turns around. You know, it's over. You know, he's done because that was the end of his arc. Right. So he's done. Yeah. No, you're you're not wrong. So, you know, you just brought up Marvel that Marvel smart because, yeah, Endgame is three hours. But your average Marvel movie is like two hours and 12, two hours, 15, like Star Wars length. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, They know they know what they're doing. The event movie can be three hours. Yes. People are on the edge of their seats. They know crazy shit is going to go down. This can be three hours. And we have enough shit here. We have enough meat. We have enough characters to make it interesting the whole time. That's such a great point. I didn't even think about it. It's like it's it's the most basic answer to this question, which is your movie's just too damn long. That's why it feels long. There's a reason that most movies are in between two or hour and 45 and two hours and 15 minutes because that's an optimal length for like a three act structure. There's a lot of great 90 minute movies. There's yes. a lot of great 85 minute like animated movies yes. that get everything done. They get more done than, than a yep. bloated fucking clown movie yep. in 85 minutes. I think maybe the biggest answer like to anybody who's writing a movie is like, know your story, like, like be critical of your story and realize like, Hey, I might like really love this little scene, but is it moving the plot forward? Is it asking something of the audience? Is it, are you learning something? Am I engaged? Or is it just something that you wrote because you love the idea? Are you engaged because you made it and it's cool on its own? Yeah. A lot of the shit in it. Chapter two might've been pretty neat as like a little, uh, little short, you right. know, film like a little short trailer piece, like right. one of those, ex- like like little the Beverly s- one. Yes, yes, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that scene in and of itself. Uh, the one scene that there was definitely something wrong with was Eddie being puked on while that fucking song played over it. That was really terrible. I don't know what they were doing. I, I couldn't figure it out. I was laughing, but I didn't know if like I was. I was laughing. Yeah, I I don't understand why there was so much humor in a horror movie. Like, I've I've always felt like this. I feel like like the worst Marvel movies do this and just bad movies in general do this, which is if we can't keep you entertained, we'll just try and make you laugh. Is that what Galaxy uh, Guardians 2 did? I feel like there are parts of it that do that. I think Thor 2 is the biggest example of like, oh, here's Kat Dennings for some fucking jokes. Oh, God. Uh, It's fucking atrocious. But yeah, I feel like that's what this it was. It did, right. And yeah, that made it feel longer, too. All made it feel longer. So, I mean, not to like belabor the point, but we have been going for 57 something minutes. Oh, we minutes. better cut this off soon. I do have one bit of news, by the way. I don't sure. know if you're going to watch this this weekend. What? I don't know if you've heard about this. I, I haven't. forget the name of it. Jurassic World 2 sequel oh, short on I FX. heard about this. Yeah, I heard about this. So I will be recording this. Uh, I will be watching this. That's our main thing. review for next week. <laughs> Fucking hell. I think hell. it's this weekend. 
Oh my god! Something at Red Rock, it, it, or, like Colin Trevorrow yeah, or whatever did it's it. Him. It's fucking hell. Get this man away from Jurassic Park. He was going to do uh he was going to do the third Star Wars movie. I know, until they took him off. Thank fucking god. But shit we watched. What do you have cuz I have literally nothing. I have Men in Black International and it is everything that you feared it would be. Really? They it's so like they rush through the part where Tessa Tessa Thompson does the Will Smith thing where she gets like recruited. She basically yeah. they don't recruit her. She just saw an alien when she was a kid. So she always knew that these men in black people were out there. So she kind of goes into the men in black, um, gets a job instantly. Uh, and then they have a scene where they show like on the video board, all the p- real celebrities that are actually aliens. Does this sound familiar? Yeah. Can I ask you a real quick? One question. Okay. It does, is there anything about her that makes her like qualified to basically be like super CIA FBI? Like, is she an assassin She's or super smart. sportsy? Oh, oh, how smart? Like, like hacker smart or? I don't think she's highly like, smart. She's she just got really good that they were there and found them. So she's proven her worth just by doing that. So if you take a if you've got a conspiracy theory and you've maybe taken a couple critical thinking and logic courses. Well, she knows that they're out there because the men in black came and neuralized yeah, her parents. But she didn't get neuralized. She didn't because she, they told the men. In, OK, they show up because they know an alien's there. Yeah. The parents tell the men in black. Oh, no, our daughter's in bed. And the men in black are just like, okay, and leave. So they assume she's asleep, so they don't need to neuralize her. I feel like this there's a like professional I feel like there's a training the memo that was created in the men in black because of that same situation. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. So the scene they they do the same thing where they're introing her to the men in black and they go around and they have the scene with the actors and the celebrities that are actually yeah. aliens and somebody looks over and goes, Yeah, it's pretty surprising, huh? Oh, she's God. like, oh, no, I I suspected she was an alien. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, is how not a, unoriginal your fucking movie that's is. That's crazy. It, it was crazy. It was really crazy. And then she goes to Europe and meets uh, Liam Neeson and uh, Hemsworth. Right. Um, do you care about spoilers? Mm-hmm. In this? Spoilers, no. people. You can peg Liam Neeson as the villain from the fucking second that the the plot is is put out there. I would say this is worse than either of the Men in Black sequels. Because at least those had characters that you liked. Like you I was know. gonna say, can I like throw this out there? I kind of thought that Liam Neeson might be the bad guy from the trailers. It's, it's worse in the movie. I mean, you know immediately. They like they basically like wink at wow. the camera for it. It's terrible. Wow. It's How terrible. Is, I mean, is there's some uh, fun things, I, mean, are, I like, guess. Hemsworth and Tom, fine. Like, like, I mean, they've got great chemistry, but it, like, is they're it just fine. ruined by a I mean, shitty script? Fine. He's like a dummy. Right. He's like, a, you know, he's like, look at me. I'm, yeah, I'm right. Thor. Yeah. I threw like this hammer at this alien and yeah, he caught he's it. He's kind of a dummy. She's, she's fine. Mm. Uh, there's a couple fun little scenes. I kind of like the little alien character played by uh, the guy from uh, Stuber. Oh, the Indian right. actor. Uh, yeah, he yeah. plays the voice of him. I think Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, so he's in it. Um, that character's kind of fun. Uh, they don't spend enough time on like the neat alien stuff, though. I've always felt like I mean, it's, it's exactly what we said about Hellboy. Like this, this is too much of staying in the same tone as the original. For yeah, they should have done something completely. This is horrible. The 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 the, uh, the um, plot is basically that there's a doomsday weapon. Yeah. Of course. And bad guys want to get it. Bad yeah. guys aren't who they seem to be. Right. That's it. I mean, you think about the first Men in Black movie, like how we have fallen. Like, how is this even? You know that this is a Sony property because they keep trying to make it work. I like the third one. It's not great, but it has fun stuff in it. I like the young Tommy Lee Jones played by uh, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. There's it's kind of an emotional passable. thing going on. Yeah, it, it's passable. The it's second, not great. it's not. No, it's really not. The second one is is from what I remember, pretty bad. Terrible. Yeah, the first one is actually just a really fun time. Though. Yes. So this is where we are. 
neither one of these characters are as good as Tommy Lee Jones or Will Smith in the first Men in Black. They were I, they were such a good yin and yang, like buddy cop. Yeah, you know. it's the traditional character paradigm, though. You know, the old like the old grizzled, yeah, right. and then the new newbie. I would love it if. Because I liked the idea of like Hemsworth is like this guy who's been around forever. So he's not like old and grizzled. I like the idea that he's just sort of like lackadaisical about his job. I like that idea for That's that in character. The movie. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Like he's just kind of like, ah, oh, maybe you neuralize right. him. Maybe you don't. I don't know. And then maybe she's like all like rigid. She's the one who's rigid and by the book. And he's like, I don't give a fuck what we do. Yeah. Well, don't see this movie. It's bad. Sad. It's a missed opportunity D, for both of them. It's gonna give. I'm gonna give it a D. That's too bad. I like both of them, so I'm sad to hear that. I like Liam Neeson. It sucks. Yeah. I feel like anybody who signs on for a Men in Black movie, though, at this point, should really know what they're getting into. Right. I would agree. Hey, anybody who signs up for a Sony movie should know what they're getting Apparently into. Apparently, so anybody who signs up to go to Sony movies, which sounds like it's not going to be you very often now. No. Nope. Huh? Got Jumanji too. But I'm going to that begrudgingly. But. <laughs> But yeah, I, uh, I I don't know if we're the shortest episode ever, but I think that's it. That's it for us. Thank you for listening, guys. If, you could, if you'd like to, uh, you know, drop us a line down at BoredAndAnnoyed.com or BoredAnnoyed uh, on Twitter. Uh, at BoredAnnoyed. Yep. At BoredAnnoyed. At Bored underscore and underscore annoyed on Instagram. You know the drill, people. Or maybe you don't. Maybe. Have you heard of this thing? It's called social media. Yeah. It's the plague of society. Yeah. Make sure you're following and uh, yeah. Keep vape on bros. Yeah. Vape Vape on. on. Give us all the likes and subs. Smash that like button. Vape on flavors. Enjoy those flavors. Stockpile your flavors. Hey, you know what? Talk about vapes selling to kids and all. They could have really had a cross promotion with Marvel. Vape on with the Fantastic Four, dude. I would say that That, it sells to kids. It? It's a clown. Can't yeah. have clowns in your R-rated movies. <laughs> targeted marketing. Where are we going to draw the line, people? But also selling vaping to kids is also a terrible thing. It's true. It's a real downer to end it on.